Okay, first of all, uh, before we begin learning, just uh, I guess as a public service announcement, you know, it's, it's funny, when I, when I was growing up, I never really, I'll be honest with you, I never really appreciated like the sense of kihila, like, okay, whatever, you go to shul three times a day, you're in yeshiva, you're out of yeshiva, whatever. But like, uh, I'm beginning to appreciate it more, you know, that sense of togetherness, that sense of community. And Baruch Hashem, I think on Shabbos, we certainly have that, have that Indian, and during the week as well, but, uh, but this week, Bez Hashem, I really want to try to help that there should be that sense of kehil, of kaam of Hashem, strong during the week too. And so, in terms of the zman for chakras, again, uh, it's impossible to pick a zman that's going to work for everyone. So we're trying, we're just trying to facilitate that the whole chavr, everyone should at least find a, a, a time to be able to come to, during, during the week, daven chakras over here, minchamarev as well, that's the specific zman. But it's not, it's not so much because like, like, we need this place to be full of people because otherwise it doesn't look good. Like, it's, it's just about that sense of, uh, you know, you see the same people that you go to battle with on Shabbos, they see them on Tuesday morning. It's Mechazaki also. They start there with learning. It's a strong thing. So again, you know, as I said, we're going we're gonna to try to have two minyanim. One at 7 o'clock, one at 8 o'clock. Because again, it's, uh, some people have, uh, are better for early, some people better for late. And we'll try to have learning around each minion, and like I said, if you can't come, whole learning, you come for 10 minutes before, it's, it's also fine, 10 minutes before, 10 minutes after, whatever you can, just to start the day off together, to start the day off learning, I think it's a very strong thing, and that it'll only, it'll only uh, enhance everyone's Yiddish guide, enhance their togetherness, that sense of iskashas, it's an important zach. So, uh, I guess my personal request is, if, if I don't give a chazik, you know what I'm saying, if, if it works, if, 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 if the daven 7 o'clock works for you, please come. If 8 o'clock works for you, please come. Again, not because... We need everyone to, like, everyone out there to think that we have a big minion. Who cares about that? It's not about that. It's for, it's for all of us. So we should be mechazek each other. That's the idea. So there's my uh, public service announcement. Okay, let's begin to learn. So we're up to, uh, we're doing Sefer Yeshua Sunday mornings, right? So we uh, spent some time introducing Sefer Yeshua, learning Perak Aleph for Sefer Yeshua. And so now it's time to, as uh, a to move on to Perak Beis. Um, but we need some introductions before we get into Perak phase, okay? So the first thing, what we're going to see in the second chapter of Yeshua, Perak Beis, Perak Gimel, and so on, is the beginning of the conquest of Eretz Yisrael. The first city that the Jewish people conquer in Eretz Yisrael is, is the city of Yerichai. city of Yerichai. And there's a lot of very, very interesting things that went on regarding the conquest of Yerichai. The first story that we find, again, we'll, we'll go into more details, Bess Hashem, over the coming weeks, but just there are right now. <coughs> we have um, uh, the beginning of Sefer Yeshua has a story of Yeshua Benun sending Meraglam, sending spies, similar to Maish Rabbeinu, sending Pinchas and uh, Kolev into Yerichai to check out the Matzev, to check out the Matzev. And they stay by a woman, Rachav, who's uh, a Zaina, the lowest person in the whole city. They stay with her. And it's a whole Maisa, what happens. Eventually she's Megayer, she converts, and she becomes the wife of none other than Yeshua Benun. And that's the first city the Jewish people conquer, is the city of Yerichai. What's interesting as well is that after the conquest, again, we'll see this also soon in coming Prakim, that when Yeshua Benun makes a takana, he makes a cherem, that this city of Yerichai will, should never be rebuilt. It should always remain desolate. And he, in fact, he, he even puts a curse that anyone that rebuilds the city of Yerichai, terrible things will happen to them. And, and that's what happens later on in Sefer Malach, and we find such a thing that one of, the, one of the later kings and so on had someone rebuild the city of Yerichai and uh, Tsaris came to him and his family. So these are the three interesting things that we find with Sefer Yerichai. These are what we're focusing on right now. Aleph, that Yerichai was the first city to conquer. Okay? Halei Dov Think about that. What does that mean? Why is that? 
Number two, this inyan of Yerichai and Gerim and converts. The fact that the first interaction between Kla Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael in this way is in the house of Rachav, Hazaina, who eventually becomes a Geyaris and marries Yishuvanun, the scene of Geyaris. And in fact, Chazal say, well, again, we'll see this better Hashem, but Chazal say to Medrash that from the city of Yerichai, Rachav was the first and like the most chosh of the Geyaris, but ultimately from the city of Yerichai came a lot of Geyarim from the conquest of, uh, of, of Yerichai. So it's an interesting phenomenon, that relationship between Yerichai and Geyarim, that's two. And finally, number three, this inning of Yeshua Nun making a chayim that you're never allowed, never allowed to rebuild Eret, uh, the city of Yerich, which is interesting. Eretz Yisrael, Yisrael going to Eretz Yisrael to fulfill the mitzvah of Yeshua of Eretz Yisrael, to settle it, to, to build it. And the first place we go is destroyed, and you're not allowed to rebuild it. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing. Okay, so let's learn a little bit. We're going to learn a little bit uh, based on Ratzadik today. Uh, the Indian of the city of Yerichai, what the Indian of the city of Yerichai is. Now the truth is, for those that were here Shabbos afternoon, in a certain sense this is like part two of the year that I gave Shabbos afternoon, talking about Avram Avinu, Anayah, Bavli, Yerushalmi. So again, for those that were there, this will, it might mean more. For those that weren't, it's also fine. I'll do the best I can to, to make it stand on its own. Okay. Again, I, the, the Marmar comments, if you don't have it, you, it's on the chat. I made a picture of it on the chat. Okay, so in Marmokka number one, you have a Mishnah, or at least uh, a line from the Mishnah Mesechus Tamid. Mesechus Tamid is telling us about the procedure of the Beis Hamikdash, the Avodah Beis Hamikdash, every single day, how it, wor- how it happened, and so on. So, <coughs> and Mesechus Tamid, Aflamid, Amadeis, the Mishnah over there, after discussing the whole process of, of how the Avodah began in the morning, so the Mishnah then lists off ten phenomena, ten, ten things that happened in the Beis Hamikdash that had an effect all the way to the city of Yerichai. That's the Mishnah says. So we're not going to go through all ten, but just the first and last one. The Mishnah says as follows. When they opened the, the, mage, the, the, the large gate in the Beis HaMikdash every morning, the halacha was that you can't bring a carbon tummy, you can't bring the karbonas, unless the gate, the, the door of the Beis HaMikdash had to be open. It's based on Sukkim. So that, it was a big, heavy door. It's a whole procedure how to open it. When the door opened, the sound of the opening of the door made, all its, way, made, the, made its way all the way to Yerichai. So, from Yericha, they were able to hear the opening of the great gate of the Beis HaMikdash. Huh? This was, uh, no, this is, this is even uh, within Sharanik, the, the Hechel itself, yeah. So that, the, and then the Mishnah goes on to list nine, uh, altogether nine sounds of the, the process of beginning of the Beis HaMikdash, again, opening the doors and the sounds of the, of the Shira, different, nine different sounds that was able to be heard in Yericha. And the, fu- the tenth uh, phenomenon that was experienced in Yericha, the Mishnah ends off, that from Yericha you were able to smell also the smell of the Ketairis. That's how far-reaching the smell of the Ketairis was. So ten phenomena altogether, nine sounds, and the last one being the smell of Ketairis. Okay. Now, when the Mishnah says such a thing, that it reached all the way to Yericha, the question that we're trying to deal with is, is Yericha over here specific? The talk for whatever, it only went to Yerichai, the sounds? Or Yerichai just means the border, in terms of like it went that far, in the circumference, all the way around, uh, you know, Yishalayim, all directions. So in Marmokka number two, there's a sheet of the Ravid, okay? The Ravid has a pirish, it's not the Ravid himself, it's the students that wrote a pirish on Meseches Tamid. <coughs> so the, the Talmidim of the Ravid quote the following thing in his name. So the student writes that, my Rebbe, the, the Ravid, said the following thing, Omar. 
Shakol Hanach Diktani, and this is going to be the opening to understand what the new city of, of Yericha is. Shakol Hanach Diktani, all these things that are listed in the Mishnah, Shayinishmoyim Yerichai, that were heard from Yerichai, again, the, the sounds and the smell. Maisa Nisimu, this was miraculous. This doesn't just mean that it was so loud, it went all the way to Yerichai, you know, and that, that's a demarcation point all around. It was Mamashanez. The sound and the smells were in the base of Megdash, and it was not heard and not smelled anywhere else except for Yerichai. So it was a Nes. It was specifically heard and smelled in Yerichai. And not anywhere else. Why? So says the Because what's happening over here, we're being shown that there's a, you know, like they have in, by the guy in like twin cities, right? Such a thing as a twin city. So Yerushalayim has a twin city called Yerichai. Now the Ravid begins to open it up. Yerichai has a connection to Yerushalayim. How so? First of all, as we mentioned, the first conquest of Eretz Yisrael was the city of Yerichai. And says the Ravid, just as when a person has uh, wheat, uh, you know, uh, grain and so on, you have to take off truma. So when you have a whole silo, whatever it is, you take off a little bit and you give it to the kain. Oh, that's, that's truma, that you're, you're, you're taking off the little bit and, and, and thus allowing the whole thing to be, to be eaten. So, so too, Eretz Yisrael, the Chalal, had to have a truma to take off a little piece. You know? And what was that? And that's why Yeshua Benun made this cherem that no one's allowed to rebuild Yerichai. Why? Not as a simon of, you know, of the insignificance of Yerichai or how it's on the bottom. Quite the opposite. It's like Yerushalayim. It's so holy, it's the truma of all of Eretz Yisrael. Once you have this truma taken off, and separated for the Rabbani Shalom, then the rest of Eretz Yisrael can be used, just like, uh, just like any produce, that you take off a little bit of truma, and the rest is now usable. And that's why, in a certain sense, just as when we think of Eretz Yisrael, we think of the holiest place as Yerushalayim, in a certain sense, parallel to that, the holiest part of Eretz Yisrael is really Yerichai, and that's why it was taken off as truma. And because of that, everything that was done in Yerushalayim, based on the English, you could hear it and experience it in Yerichai, and the reason why this was, this is in order that, this, that the citizens of Yericha should be able to sense and to feel that they should have that sense of uh, covet of where they live, that they should sense that this is a Yerushalayim place. It says, that this is why these particular phenomena, these ten things, were dafka the ones that were experienced in Yericha, more than anything else. Because all these things, it's a little bit mistake. All these ten phenomena were the beginning of the avayda, opening the doors and uh, getting things ready. So, because of that, we're, we're sort of, that's what Yericha is about. Yericha is also about allowing us into Eretz Yisrael. So, the things that sort of allow the avayda of Yerushalayim was experienced in Yericha as well. The Gam Kitaris, even Kitaris, he has Avaidas Panim. That's also the beginning of any Avaidas that happens in the base of Megdash proper. So, all beginnings, that's what the Ravid is saying over here, that beginnings are related to Yericha. Yericha is sort of, it comes to full blossom in Yerushalayim, but the beginning of Yerushalayim and the beginning of Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, the high, the, really the, the Rashis, right? The Rashis, which is really the highest thing, the beginning, the, the highest Madrega, is really Yericha. So, all beginnings are going to be related, Eretz Yisrael, the beginnings are going to be in Yericha. That's the, that's the Ravid. Okay, so when you read the Ravid, again, based on the Mishnah and Talmud, now you think of Yericha, Yericha is Mamasha, Chash of the, 
the holiest city of Eretz Yisrael, in a certain sense, even holier than Yerushalayim. Because the Reish is through the beginning, the Truma, like if you take a whole silo, right, the holiest part of the, of the grain is going to be that part that's true. So Yericha is Truma Lashem. So Yericha is Mamash, the holiest place. <coughs> the problem is that we find in Chazal describing Yericha as not the holiest place. Mamash, Mamash the opposite. There's a Gemara Psachim. In uh, Maramaka number three, there's a Gemara Psachim, Pezayin and Mabez. It's, a, it's an interesting Gemara. The Gemara is talking about why is it that Hashem picked Bavel to be the place of exile first, right? The Beis was destroyed, the first Beis was destroyed. Hashem could have uh, sent us anywhere. He sent us to Bavel. Why Bavel? So the Gemara gives a few reasons. We'll see some of them soon. But one reason, the Gemara records, Ula Amar. Ula said, Because Bavel has a lot of uh, dates. A lot of dates. And the Rebbe wanted us to be able to eat dates, even when we're in Golas. The ask of that we should be able to learn Tyre. That's what Ula said. It's interesting. I, I get, it's hard to know what even the pshat is. Uh, on a simple level, probably, I guess, uh, tomorrow is just, it's plentiful, so it's satiating, and you'll have enough, uh, it's cheap, so you'll be able to have energy to be able to sit and learn, something like that. That's okay, of all the things, I mean, you can, the Brunswick can make a lot of things cheap and, and, and satiating. Tomorrow, okay? It's, that's interesting by itself. Now, based on that, Rav Tzadik and Marmachan number four and Sefer Tzadik Tzadik says the following thing. On page 145 in the old editions. Shomru Chazal. So Ratzavik says, he quotes the Chazal in Medrash Rabbah in the end of Parshas Vyeshev. Medrash says, Shemelech Bovel, Hayulay Paltrin Birichai. That the Shkachapat has worked out that the king of Bovel had a, an embassy in Eretz Yisrael. And where did the king of Bovel place his embassy? In the city of Yericha. That's what the Medrash says. Says Ratzavik based on that. Kiricha Yesh Lashaychis in Bovel. Yerichai has a shaykhis to Bavel. Okay? Shagami nikris ir tamarim. And says Ratzadik, because we know Yerichai, again, we'll see this in Navi, that Yerichai is called ir tamarim. That's a nickname that has the city of dates. Because Yerichai also was a place with a lot of dates. Sheyesh batamarim harbe. Vechein Bavel. And Bavel as well. He quotes the Gemara Pesach that we just saw. So says Ratzadik, so we, until now we saw from the Raivet that there's a twin city of Bavel, which, uh, of Yerichai, which is Yerushalayim. Not only twin, it's Mamish, even higher than Yerushalayim in a certain sense. But says Ratzadik, based on these uh, interesting Gemaras and Midrashim, that there's another twin city that Yerichai has, which is Bavel. It's much the opposite, right? It's Golas versus Gula. kil Yeshua And Ratzadik says, in, in the opposite of how the Ravid said it, says Ratzadik, this is also why Yeshua Benun made this Cherem, that you're not allowed to rebuild Yerichai. Why? Ki Yod Because Yeshua Benun understood, Ki Because Yeshua Benun understood that if Yerichai is related to Bavel, and Bavel is the beginning of Golas, so if you build up Yericha, you're being Mechazek Bavel. So therefore Yishuvan has said, don't build Yericha. If you build Yericha, you're being Mechazek Golas, you're Mechazek the darkness of, of Bavel. Don't do that. That's Ratzadik. <coughs> now more than that, another connection we find between Yericha and Bavel. In that Gemara Pesachim, again, which talked about why we were sent to Bavel in Golas, so the Gemara gives another, as Ula said, because of dates. Okay, we'll see about that. Uh, there's another reason the Gemara says, Rabbi Yechanan, Marmach number five, Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan said, that Nesha Shigrin Lebeis Iman. Bavel, of all places, Yidin were sent there in Golas because that's really where we come from. Hashem sent us to our mother's home, Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu comes from Bavel. Avram comes from Bavel. Mashal Adam said Rabbi Yechanan, it's a mashal to a person. It's, uh, don't, don't try this at home. Shekas Alishtai, he gets upset at his wife. And, she, and he kicks her out of the house. So where does he send her? To the in-laws, to, uh, to her parents' home. 
the same thing over here. Rav Shlom is kicking us out of his house of Eretz Yisrael. Where is he going to send us? He sends us where we come from. It's Babel. What the Gemara over here is telling us is a very strong connection. This is what we spoke about on Shabbos. This connection between Avram Avinu and Babel. Now this is interesting because Avram Avinu, not only he's the beginning of the Jewish people, but Be'ikr Chazal say he's Tchil Gerim. Avram Avinu is the beginning of all converts. All Gerim can say, okay, Avram, because that, in a certain sense there are Miuchasim to Avram Avinu. <coughs> Avram Avinu is Reish again, the beginning of converts. So this Inyan of Avram Avinu having the Gemara making it very clear that there's a strong Inyan between Avram Avinu and Bavel. And Avram Avinu is Inyan of Gerus. That's what Avram Avinu was. He, Hikaris Bayra, he found the Hashem like, like a Ger does, Mamish. Therefore, just as we saw before that Yericha and Bavel are tied to each other, so therefore, as I mentioned in the beginning, Yericha is also a place of Gerus. Rachav, Hazayna, Megayer, not only that, she becomes Mamish Ta'ai, she becomes the wife of Yishuv Nun. And as I mentioned from Chazal, many Gerim came from Yericha, particularly from Yericha, came from, from Yericha. So this Indian is also connecting Yerichai with Bavel in that sugi of Geras. Bavel is related to Avram Avinu, who is the head of Gerim, and Yerichai, which is related to Bavel, is also the Shirish of where a lot of Geras comes from as well. So this is what we find so far. So, so Sachak, what do we have? A little bit of a steer in terms of what Yerichai is. Is Yerichai a partner with Yushalayim, the highest city of the world? Or is it the lowest city in the world, a partner with Bavel? So which one is it? Okay. So the answer is going to be it's both, right? That's going to be the answer. Okay, so we'll Okay, take a look at Marmokka number six. Rav Tzadik and David Tzedek <coughs> writes the following thing. He's talking about, we find these terms in the Sermat Daesh, and Rav Tzadik is sort of explaining it in Avod Hashem, the term of Acharayim and Panim. To be Panim and Panim with Hashem face-to-face with Rabbanu Shlolam, as opposed to being Acharayim or back-to-back with Rabbanu Shlolam, right? Like it, it, it takes you back to Admin Chav, right? In the beginning they were back-to-back. <coughs> and Hashem puts them to sleep and so on to allow them to be panavon, to be face to face. What's interesting is, is that when you're back to back, Tanya talks about this also in a couple places, that when you're back to back versus face to face, technically, proximity wise, you're just as close as the person, right? The difference is just in your perspective. Do you see the person or not? But you're just as close, I mean, in terms of like distance, just as close. So, what's the difference between, what does it mean when you see Hashem face to face versus being just as close with Rabbanu Shalom, but being back-to-back. Now, the way Rav goes about unraveling this is based on a famous Chazal that when Moshe Rabbeinu was by our Sinai, after the whole Chit Egel, and he asks the Rabbanu Shalom, he wants to see the face of Hashem. So he wants to see, Hareinas Kvedecha. So Hashem says, that's not possible. You can't uh, see my face and be alive, be a human being. But Arisas uh, you'll see, you'll see the back. And Chazal say that the Rabbanu Shalom showed Moshe Rabbeinu Keshesh El Tefillin, right? The, the nod of the Tefillin Shal Reish. So that's, that's how Rabbi Tzadik is unraveling this. The other point that Rabbi Tzadik uses is, this, is an idea that we find, and Chazal even say that, this, that the, this phenomena that I'm about to say, that I'm about to speak about, first appeared in Bavel, in fact, when Kala Yisrael went to Golis. And that's the name of a Baskal. What is Baskal? So we don't, like, Nevu, we've heard of, right? The person becomes a Novi, Hashem talks to them, whatever. And what's a Baskal? Uh, a Baskal means an echo, right? Kol is a sound, and it's a Baskal. It's a derivative of that, it's an echo. A Baskal, the way Chazal use it, it's like some voice that you heard from heaven and telling you something. And then the question always is like, so who heard that? Did everyone hear it? So it's like, he's talking about that, so give a Baskal as well. So he says like this. The way that puts it is that Nevu 
is the voice of Hashem, panim v'panim. A baskal is also the voice of Hashem, but achar b'achar, back to back. Now he unravels it. It says in Pasuk, Vrish is a chayrai. Again, David said, Vrish is a chayrai. Hashem says, you'll see the back. Zekesha shel tefillin. Shachraim gamkin makir shemei Hashem yisbar. Says Ritzel, when a person is in a state of back-to-back, well, you believe in God, you know about God, like, you know, a person's uh, you know, going to work and he's being matzliach, he says, Baruch Hashem, you know, he, uh, he understands and he's makir toiv, or Baruch Hashem is giving a bracha, and so on. Rak mikol makim, but there's a big difference between a person that's in a state of panim upon him versus a person that's in a state of achar bachar. Mikol makim in a makir or upon him atzmai. The person is not seeing the face of Hashem kiviyachol. To hear that voice directly, like the voice of Nevoah, meaning, it still appears to him, to the person, that he's the one that's accomplishing whatever he's accomplishing, whether it be in Parnasa, whether it be in Ruchnias. So, of course, you're mock your toy, you say, of course, I get all my kaychas from Hashem, of course. If it wasn't for God, like my, uh, you know, the. <laughs> Like my speech, like Shavuot or something, I want to thank uh, my parents, I want to thank the uh, party planner, and of course I want to thank God, because without him I wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just on the list of people that you thank, and of course, yeah, you mock your type. That's called Achbachar. Because, yeah, you're recognizing God's, and, you know, of course you need him, but you need him. But, but, but I was the one that put in the effort, and I'm saying my own Hatzlacha. That's called back to back. Tzadik says that this is an amazing thing. That's what a baskal was. A baskal was, really it was a voice from heaven, but that's not how it was experienced. A baskal was an inner voice. The person had sort of a feeling that just came in their head. And if you ask the person where the idea come from, they'd say, oh, I don't know, just intuition. It's just a, I was just inspired to some idea. It's a Dvar Hashem. And that's the chilik of being panim panim or achabacha. Face to face means you know it's God. Al means you think it's you with God's help. That's a big difference. And it says we're tzaddik like this. Therefore, the place of Bavel, again, we're weaving it together, the place of Bavel, Bavel versus Eretz Yisrael. It says we're tzaddik, Eretz Yisrael is a place of panim b'panim. Eretz Yisrael the way it's supposed to be. Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, not just that physical place, but Kedushas Eretz Yisrael means to live a life of nevuah, To live a life where it's not just Yerushalayim is on the list of people that you thank you know, after the caterer. Panam Panam Eretz means all there is is the Rabbanu Shalom. Everything I have is him and is from him. And I am completely a puppet in his world. That's Panam Panam. What does Bavl mean? Bavl means Acher Bacher. That's what Golis is. Golis is darkness. Golis is, I, I think I'm doing it on my own. And of course, as a religious Jew, I try to remind myself that to put God in that list of thank, of thank yous, you know. That, that's the void of Golis, that Chayshech. That and says Ratzadik, that's why Talmud Bavli, I spoke about on Shabbos, which is a source of Halacha Lamaisa, Talmud Bavli, comes from Bavli, it comes from Bavli. Why? Because it says in Sanhedrin, the Navi says in Eicha that Hashem, you've placed me in darkness. That's Talmud Bavli. Because Talmud Bavli is, the development of Talmud Bavli comes from a sense of a sense of darkness, if I don't know, I have no idea, I have to break my head to figure out this Mishnah and to unravel what the Rabbanu wants of my life. That's Talmud Bavli. But the truth is, you're just as, distance-wise, you're just as close to the Rabbanu Shalom. And in the Talmud Bavli sense of things is that you're sitting in Chayshech and you have no choice but to work very hard and to, to mamish, like put in a melas, to figure out the halacha and a broader sense, Talmud Bavli, and Avodah Hashem means that you're sitting in Chayshech and you're 
promise pushing and pushing, pushing to remind yourself that God's on that list of thank yous and reminding yourself not to get lost and to remember Him and to keep Torah mitzvahs properly. It's very, very different from Eretz Yisrael, right? Yushalmi, Eretz Yisrael means it's just a matter of how much light. I'm losing myself in the light. My avoid in Eretz Yisrael is to remember that I exist, not to remember that God exists. In Bavel, your avoid is to remember God exists. It's a very, very different experience. But says Ratz but the truth is that Kesher shall tefillin, right? That knot of tefillin on the back, why the Rabbanu Shalom show them the knot of tefillin? Because the knot of tefillin takes you to the front, right? The knot of tefillin reminds you that this is part of the front as well. So says Ratz Sadiq, but the truth is, it looks like it's just a Baya talking, and it looks like it's just Rava talking. It's all Dvar Hashem. It's all Nevoah. It's, it's, it's just that Nevoah, that, that, that truth of the Rabbanu Shalom speaking is experienced in Bovel in a way of Chayshech, and in Eretz Yisrael, it's experienced in a way of light. But this is the secret of, of, what Bav, of, of the Avoid of Bavel. In other words, on the outside, just in, in our experience, Eretz Yisrael and Bavel cannot be farther away from each other. Eretz Yisrael means it's all God, and I have to remind myself I exist, whereas Bavel means it's just me, and I have to remind myself God exists. But the secret, and this is where Yericha comes in, Yericha being the twin city of both Bavel and Yerushalayim, Yerichai means that reminder that although you might experience a bavel situation and it might be experienced as the opposite of Yerushalayim Dika situation, but you should know the truth is it's all one and the same. The same Rabbi Shalom that's showing his, that's, that, that's revealing himself in an obvious, clear way in a Yerushalayim Dika place in a way that your Avayda then is to remind yourself that you exist even. That same Rabbi Shalom is, is being experienced in a more disguised and hidden way in a bubble situation. And more than that, what is giving you the strength to really be in bubble and remind yourself that there's a Rabbanu Shalom? What's really giving you that strength is that even the darkness itself of bubble is also the Devar Hashem. I mean, Nishmas Yisrael is so sensitive to Hashem's presence that it's not the shot you're sitting in bubble and you're remembering that there's a God in heaven because because of Yerushalayim. In Bavel itself, the Rabbani Shalom is there. It's just that you don't ex- we don't experience God because we see darkness, but the Neshama senses and knows that that Devar Hashem, which is open and revealed in Yerushalayim, is the same Devar Hashem in Bavel, just now disguised in a hidden way. So when you're learning Tama Bavli, right? You're learning Halacha, or you're experiencing a Bavli situation, and it looks like to you that it's a Bay Amar, it's Rav Amar, it's just Amar, human beings talking and trying to figure their way around the world. The truth is the neshama is experiencing in that what? The neshama is not hearing Abaya talking. The neshama is not, not uh, hearing Rava talking. The neshama is hearing the Dvar Hashem talking. No different than Kayamar Hashem of Yishaya Novi. And, the out, and, that, and that truth of the neshama that knows that everything is a Dvar Hashem, even if it's disguised in darkness, that's what's giving the Yid the strength to, on the, on the outside, remind, remember to thank God on that list of thank yous. You understand? So on the surface, when you have that guy that's uh, by the Shavar Bracha speech, and, you know, and also I have to thank the Rabbani Shalom, because without him I wouldn't be here. And then you have the guy, in the, the, the Navi in Eretz Yisrael that's uh, unconscious, you know, and, and convulsing because of the Devar Hashem that's overwhelming him. You couldn't think of those two people as being, as being uh, like the opposite ends of the universe. But the truth is what's, but the truth is, they're not opposite at all. The, the, what's, give, what's allowing that Jew in Bavel to remind himself to put God on that list of thank yous 
is because the deepest part of his neshama is convulsing with the Devar Hashem in Bavl, just as it is in Yerushalayim. And that deeper sense of the neshama, that Enoi Mulvada, even in Bavl, that's what, that, it surfaces in that simple way of the Jew reminding himself, okay, I remember, I have to say Maidani. So when you have a year that's struggling with the most basic things, of like, I have to remember to say Shahakal, right? What's giving him the strength in 2021 in America to remember that there's such a thing as a shahakal is because in the recesses of his neshama, he's experiencing mamash elikus like in a vim where in Yerushalayim. And just by the time it, that truth makes its way to the surface of such a dark place, it, it, it's experienced as a simple thing of like remembering to make a shahakal. But that, that Indian of a yid being able to remember to make a shahakal is coming. It's like a tip of Everett, of a... Of a of what's it called? An iceberg. So on the, it's experienced on a small, you see something very small, like a shako, and then you think to yourself, well, that guy, you know, or about yourself, like, who am you know? But the truth is, that's the nakuda. You're in a state of achar bachar, but you're just as close to God as panam v'panam. Distance-wise, you're just the same. And that kesha shel tefillin reminds you that it's the same tefillin. It's the same tefillin. That's why it's interesting. The kesha shel tefillin has kedushas tefillin to it in terms of tashmisha kedusha, because it's a letter of the aleph base, no different than the cloth inside the, the button. Because that's what the Tukesh Shiltulin is, is telling Maishar Rabbeinu. Of course, you can't experience Panim B'Panim and be alive in the level of Maishar Rabbeinu. That's true. But you can experience Achar Bachar and know that that's really Panim B'Panim. This is the secret of the city of Yerichai. Yerichai is that city that reminds you that it's both twins with Yerushalayim and twins with Bava. Because when you have a Bava situation, you have to remember, and Yerichai reminds you that what's giving you the strength to survive the Bava situation as Shvach, as you think your Yiddishkeit is, it's coming from a Yerushalayim Dekeinyan. More than that. In a certain sense, in a certain sense, being able to live in, y- in Yerichai and uh, in Bavel, and at least to remember to say Shehakol, in a certain sense, is, is coming from a very deep connection to Rabbi Shalom, so, even deeper than just pure Yerushalayim. Like I was talking about on Shabbos, like Gemara says, if you have a Bavli, and you compare him to Yerushalmi Dekeinyan, Yerushalmi is greater than the Bavli. But if you take a, Yush- a Bavli and he makes his way to Eretz Yisrael, then you'll realize that he's twice as great as the Yushami Dekiyah. Because that's what's going on. Is by the time that, you know, when, if, if that, the level of light, that's the level of Hiskashus and Dvekas, that's necessary to express itself all the way in the, in, on the surface of, of Chayshech, in that small way of remembering to make a Shahako, is a simon of how deeply rooted that light was underneath. Not a big deal to be a tzaddik in Yerushalayim, but to be a tzaddik in Bavl tells you something about how deep the neshama is. So Yerichai, therefore, in a certain sense, is the deepest part of, of Eretz Yisrael. It's the deepest city because it's, 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 a, it's telling you that the kayach that you have in Bavl is even deeper. This is why, as I mentioned, this is why Yerichai is so much related to Gerim. Because Gerim is an interesting phenomenon. Gerim is also that you cannot... There, you, if you had to, you know, you know, you pick a type of person. A ger is 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 the symbol of achar bachar. I mean, literally, the person is mamish in darkness. No, he's not even Jewish. And and if you ask the person like, how 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 are you a yid? They'll be able to explain how they made themselves a yid. So so uh, you know, so in other words, that's that's a very achar bachar situation. That they they them, they made themselves. Like the Gemara says that the difference between a Yid and a Ger is a Bayi Yid, first it's Vizem Yilulakim, that first I'm your God, and then you become my people. But by a Ger, it's the opposite. First you become my people, and then I'll become your God. It's like you have to make yourself. And therefore the city, therefore Bavel is very much related to Gerim. Avram Avinu is the beginning of Gerim, he's connected to Bavel. 
But the truth is that Gerim also. But what? But what? But but, but like, why you? Like you came from a whole family of uh, of mamish goyim, and they have no shaykhs to anything. And you, for whatever reason, you had this thing in your head. You want to become a yid. You were fascinated with the Holocaust. Or something happened, right? I mean, I know. I mean, Baruch Hashem, in my life, I know a lot of gerim, and it's an amazing thing what what triggers. You know, there's one guy in particular. I'm remembering now. He he was what what triggered him to become a yid. He was from Alabama, and he was he was driving with his uncle in a pickup truck. That matzav. He was in his uncle's his pickup truck in Alabama, and there was, I guess, some like maybe Yeshiva Bachrim on a trip during the summer, driving in Alabama too. You see, they have no idea that they were Mamish or Geirim over here, but they were driving also. And the guy's uncle tried to, he's an anti semite he tried to veer them off the road. And he's, you know, said some curses to them and so on. Now, this is the first time that, this, this, that the nephew ever saw Yid, like, no, and he was so shaken by the hatred that his uncle showed to them, that it actually inspired him to look into Yiddishkeit, and eventually he became a Yid because of that. So, two people coming from the same mishpacha, one guy hates Yidin, and one guy, from the hate that he saw in his uncle, he became a Yid. So, did such a thing happen? So, yes, how did you become a Yid? Well, I became a Yid, because I took the steps. It, it, it's a basco. It's a basco. You have this voice inside of your head telling you to become a Yid. Where was that voice coming from? It was a Dvar Hashem. And that Dvar Hashem was... So, that nevuah coming to this guy's ears was so strong that it was able to penetrate the non-Jewish body. Like, that's a very, very strong nevuah. So Gerim, in a certain sense, they're the deepest yidim because they're, they're mamish the embodiment of this, like Avram Avinu, the beginning of Gerim, but who's holier than Avram Avinu? Echad hay Avram. Avram Avinu was so deeply bound to Rabbi Nishan that he was able to find him in that world that was godless. That means that he was so deeply connected. That's the city of Yericha. So Yericha is that reminder of what is that Dafka, the ability to, sur- to push it survive in Babel, is really rooted in your connection to the deepest, deepest part of Eretz Yisrael, even greater than Yerushalayim. This is why, well, let's see it together, but he, he, he goes, he, he, let's, let's read it together inside now. Um, yeah, four lines into Maramak number six. Uvemes, again, Gam kol Talmud, hakol divri Hashem is my old Talmud Babel, it's old Dvar Hashem. So it's experienced as your own ideas, but it's really Dvar Hashem speaking to you, and Adarabah, the fact that, it, that you could discover such a, a truth of halach, of, of Talmud Bavli, in a crazy world, tells you how deep the Dvar Hashem was with Talmud Bavli. It's not revealed. This truth of what? Of being able to, to uh, experience something that uh, on the outside is, is, is the opposite of Yerushalayim, but really is deeply, even greater than Yerushalayim, that's a bavol dekiyenin. Ki yidu the baskel hischamisham. That's where baskels began. Ki bavol acharayim to Yerushalayim because bavol is the acharayim to Yerushalayim. The chayin hamigdal acharayim de beisamigdash. That's why even in the Raflaga they built a migdal, which is zelu mazev the beisamigdash as well. Uki yidu the targum acharayim to lashon akaidish and aramis, which is the language of bavol, is the acharayim of lashon akaidish. It's similar but not really. Avram Avinu tchila geirim and Avram Avinu is the beginning of geirim. She yatsmi bavol. Love in Eretz Yisrael, he comes from Bavel to go to Eretz Yisrael, that's how it is. Love him in Acharayim or Panim. You go from Acharayim to Panim. But then when you get to Panim, you realize that what, would, what brought me this whole place, what brought me to, to Yerushalayim was Yerushalayim itself. It's even Acharayim. I was, instead of thinking that, you know, you have to sort of, uh, like the gears process, right? He, he, he's doing it on his own, and he's walking to Yerushalayim, so to speak, and he becomes a Yid. But then looking back, he then has to think to himself, but why me? Like, why was I, like, why was I the one that was inspired by that situation? And not anyone else. The answer is because it wasn't me walking through Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim was pulling me. 
That's Avram Avinu. Like the Ishbitzer has a word that when Hashem Yisbaruch says to when Avram Avinu, uh, yeah, Hashem says to Avram Avinu, lech lecha, right? So the Ishbitzer said that that's, I, I've mentioned this before, that that was an answer to a very deep question that was always bothering Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu was always bothered with, where's the Balabas? Right? Where's the Rabbanishal? Where are they? And he created the world, and I, I believe that, I know that, but like, where is he? And uh, the other question that was bothering Avram Avinu, said the Ishbitzer, was why me? Why am I the only one asking this? <laughs> like, why am I, am I crazy? Why, am I, why is no one else asking this? So Hashem said to him, the answer to both questions is the same, lech lecha. You want to know where I am? I'm, I'm that part of your brain that's triggering you to ask where I am. Go into yourself. And, and the, the answer to, your, to the first question of where is God is the answer to the second question, which is why is no one else asking this? The reason why no one else is asking this is because no one can ask the question where the Rabbani Shalom is. The only one that can ask that is God himself. And so if you're asking that, that's Hashem speaking to you. So that's where I am, says Hashem. I'm in that question. Like I mentioned on Shabbos as well, that the, that the Haggai Sparamini says that Avram Avinu is called recognizing Hashem, Hikir es Bayrai, from the time of three, when he began to ask the question of where the Rabbani Shalom is. Because that's where the Rabbani Shalom was. The Rabbani Shalom was expressing himself in that question. That's Avram Avinu, that's what a ger is. That's what a ger is. So Yericha is the city of ger. It's the same name. Baruch number seven, finally. Now Rav says an amazing thing. Of those ten phenomena of Yerushalayim that was experienced in Yericha, right? So the first nine were sounds. And the final one was smell. Ube'emes Yericha nikra al-shem And the truth is, says Rav it must be that the tenth one is the deepest. Because that sense of smell, that's exactly what the city of Yericha is named for. The word Yericha comes from the word reyach. Which means to smell. Smell is the most subtle of all senses, right? It's well known from the B'nai Saskar, for example. He says the reason why we smell B'Sam Masa Shabbos is why? It's because all the senses were involved in the chait of, of Adam and Chav of Eitzadas. They saw the tree, they listened to the snake, they tasted it, they touched it. But the only one sense that does, the Chumash does not identify as being involved was a sense of smell. And says the B'nai Saskar, because the sense of smell is that chush, it's that, it's that sense that's unaffected by the chait, it takes you to, a, to the shayrish, to the root of where all things come from. And that's where you smell b'sham matzah Shabbos to be mechad, to mekasha you to ganeden, to allow you to survive the six days of the week. Friday night also. So Friday night, you know, right, it's to, to enhance that. Anytime you find any Indian of b'sham and reyach, by the mekubalans, you know, smelling hadasim in particular, but that Indian is... Uh, no, because the shom goes away, so, and they want to... So that that the Beisos is giving a deeper touch in that. I mean, the Gemara that that's the that's the reason in in halacha that you're mechazig yourself because the neshama yisaver is leaving. But how how does that work? So that's that's what Beisos is saying is because it's enhancing that connection to Ganeda and that part of you that wasn't affected. So Yerichai is is coming uh, is called al shem harayach. It's coming from the sense of smell. It's built in nirgesh lagamri. Says Rosalik. It's a, it's the most subtle of all senses. The asiris. And it's the tenth one on the list. Now, ten is a specific, is a significant number because ten is always two opposites. Ten, in terms of like the list of like you know the spheres and the midas, ten is malchus, which means bottom. It's the most practical. It means the most distant from the root. But no, it's like the ends and beginnings are tied to each other. So ten is also connected to the very beginning of all things, right? Number ten literally goes back to one, right? If you think about it. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine are individual numbers, and after nine, you sort of go back to a oneness of one and zero. So ten is both the farthest away from one, 
But in truth, it's deeply connected to one. So that's the secret of number 10. The number 10 of Yerichai, which is a smell that they, heard, that they had from the Ketoros, is going to be a simon of that as far as Bavel is from Eretz Yisrael, in truth, it's deeply connected to the very beginning. And so Davki Yerichai is called Al Shem HaReich to tell us this message, that, that, that if you can survive all the way, all the way in Bavel, it's a simon of how deeply connected you are to the highest Madrega, deeper than Yerushalayim itself. That's the city of Yerichai. So he says, Kodesh LaShem, beside Ha'ayin. It's like nothingness that everything comes from. The hidden root. Like the Gemara says in Brachas, that we say, uh, how do we know that you're supposed to make a bracha on Basamim? So the Gemara says, because it says in Pasuk, that the Neshama has to thank Hashem. And so says the Gemara, smell is something that the Neshama has pleasure from, not the Guf. So the smell is something that's connected to an experience of the Neshama. And when you're able to survive in Bavel, and on the, on the guf level, so to speak, in Bavel, you're just mustering up the strength to make a shakal. And you're like, that's not anything big. But the neshama, what the neshama is experiencing in Bavel is ma'am shudvar Hashem. So the, the ability to appreciate what, yirich, what Bavel is and our ability to survive in Gullus is rooted in the sense of smell that Yerichai gives us as well. That's the mile of Yerichai. Yerichai tells you that when you're in Bavel, you're really in Eretz Yisrael. Yerichai is, therefore, again, that bridge that connects all of Chutzlaretz, Golas, with Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, it has to be the first city to be conquered because that's what Yerichai is. That everything that's Chayshech, Chayshech is really just R. You're experiencing it as Chayshech, but your Neshama is experiencing it as light, and that's what's allowing you the ability to survive the Chayshech because your Neshama is experiencing uh, the light of it. Shadavik Bashar Shanel, you're connected to that inner root, that deepest root. And Adarabah, if you can make it in Bavel, you can make it anywhere else. Because you're connected to that highest place of Yerushalayim, even deeper than Yerushalayim. So that's the end of Yerichah. So when we have, we're going through this sugya, Hashem, the coming weeks of conquering Yerichah, the Meraglim and Rachav and so on. That's why it's going to be, it's going to, you're going to see a lot of these themes of the lowest of the low becoming the highest of the high. That, that's what Yerichah is. It's revealing that if you could survive, if you could somehow find your way through the Cheshach of Talmud Bavli, the Cheshach of Bavl, it's a simon that you are not at all any. The distance in Yudar Bani Shalom was just as, you were just as close as, as Yerushalayim itself. It's, it's that, that 10 returning back to its cherish as one. So we should help us to survive Bavel. If only the Neshama was Nehemeh and not the Gufam Aveya, then why 